All right, we're live on Monero Talk with Jeff Berwick, aka the Dollar Vigilante, Rafael. Rafael, how do you pronounce the last name? La Verde. La Verde. You gotta yeah. gotta roll the R, right? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and Mr. X, thanks for coming on, guys. So you guys are all with Dar Dollar Vigilante, is that correct? You're yeah. all. Uh, yeah, if you guys, yeah. yeah, if you guys want to just give a quick, each give a kind of a quick intro, is that cool? Little, little, sure, yeah, yeah, cool. Go ahead, Raphael, if you want to yeah. jump in. Sure, yeah, my name is Raphael. Um, I'm blessed to work with Ed Bugos and Jeff Berwick and with uh, Mr. X uh, in both the Dollar Vigilante and the Crypto Vigilante. And we are a financial newsletter. The, the Crypto Vigilante is crypto focused. Uh, that's pretty much it. Awesome, Jeff or you want to jump in? Yeah, I'm the Dollar Vigilante. If you're into crypto, you probably know who I am. And I've been around for, I don't know, almost 10 years now, about uh, eight years, I guess, since 2011 in the crypto space. And uh, writing the Dollar Vigilante, I'm involved with Crypto Vigilante. And uh, at the Crypto Vigilante, as you'll see, uh, Mr. X and uh, Raphael are incredibly bullish on Monero. And I listen a lot to them. So I'm bullish as well. Very cool. So, uh, Mr. X, you, you want to give a quick intro as well? Uh, yes. Yeah, I used to uh, work in uh, IT, uh, network security industry, um, and I uh, got into Bitcoin in uh, early 2011 and fell down that rabbit hole, have uh, been in crypto space ever since, um, and then in Monero in the uh, beginning of uh, 2015, and have been focused on uh, Monero since uh, that point. Very cool. So what, when did you guys uh, when did you guys start when did uh, Dollar Vigilante start uh, talking up Monero, being more focused on Monero? Is that is that recent or you guys have been uh, into it for quite some time? Well, uh, we started the Dollar Vigilante in 2010. Uh, the tagline is surviving and prospering during and after the dollar collapse. And I said, by the end of this decade, which we're like two months away now, uh, this entire financial system will be falling apart. And it already is. And uh, a lot of people used to ask me, what will take the place of the, uh, fiat currencies? And I said, I don't know, but I'm sure the market will come up with something. And then a year later, I was in 2011, I was at Doug Casey's ranch, La Stancia de Cafajate in Argentina. And Trace Mayer was sitting there around a campfire. And uh, another guy actually brought it up first. He said he heard of Bitcoin. I said, no, what is it? And he told me about it. And then Trace said, came over and he said, you know, I'll give you your first Bitcoin. So he actually did. Uh, and he told me about it in 2011. And I, I it took me about a month to kind of get my head around it. But uh, as soon as I got my head around it, I said, oh, this is totally the future. And so we recommended Bitcoin at $3 in 2011. And then I met, well, I, I actually met Raphael quite quickly after that, probably uh, 2013 or so. And he was super into uh, the crypto space. He knew everybody. He was uh, angel investing in the crypto space. And uh, we kept a lot in contact. We've been friends ever since. And then about a year or two ago, I said to Raphael that we need some help covering the cryptos because the crypto space is just too big for uh, one or two people to cover. And uh, he came on board with the dollar vigilante. And then about a year ago, uh, I said to Raphael, you know, this is the crypto space is too massive to cover. In the Dollar Vigilante, we write about 100 pages a month just on the financial uh, space. Uh, and uh, I said, we have to start up a whole new newsletter just for the cryptos. So we started the Crypto Vigilante that actually started in June of this year. 
And uh, he brought, and I said to Raphael, I said, who is the best guy you know out there who really understands sort of trading and, and the markets, uh, as opposed to more of the philosophical and the uh, technical sort of stuff. And uh, he said, Mr. X, who's on with us, and you can hear his voice is disguised, <laughs> and it's because he's incredibly private, which a lot of people who are into Monero are. So we've been working together since June of this year at the Crypto Vigilante. Very cool. Oh, I, I didn't answer your question. So, so uh, the, since uh, Raphael came on and uh, and Mr. X, uh, all they've been talking about is Monero. And uh, we've actually behind the scenes with our senior analyst Ed Bugos. We talk all day, every day about crypto, and uh, they've basically sold us in the last year that Monero is incredibly important uh, and also has a ton of potential and is definitely the the best uh, privacy coin out there. So. Uh, all of us combined have been really covering uh, Monero for about the last year. Now, are are you guys interested in in various privacy coins, or uh, is 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 it just Monero? Um, well, I would say really just Monero because of the uh, uh, we like to view it as uh, most all all other coins are we would call surveillance coins because of the uh, importance of privacy by default and fungibility. Um, we believe that fungibility is important for for use as money or sound money, um, and that is something we, we like to focus on. So I would we, say Monero. We part. certainly agree with you here on this show. Did you guys uh, Did you guys watch the Andreas Antonopoulos interview at all? I don't know if you were able to catch that. We had him on here last week. Yes, yes, it's very good. Yes, yeah, so I mean, you know, with him, um, what what what's what's your guys' take on that? I mean, he. I, I was kind of surprised that he didn't know more about Monero. Uh, we often heard hear him talking about the importance of privacy uh, and how ideally uh, Bitcoin would be more fungible on the on the on the core protocol level. Uh, but we never heard him mention Monero by name. And I asked him that on the show, and his response was basically, well, you know, uh, I only have so much time in the day and I've studied Bitcoin and I've studied Ethereum, essentially, and I haven't really had time to study Monero, uh, which is a very uh, candid and honest response, in my opinion. And I think it explains a lot. Um, but w what's your guys take on why we're not seeing more people focusing in on Monero? Or is that just a matter of time? I mean, I, I feel like anybody that really understands this tech and the uh, the value proposition of what this stuff's supposed to be, and I, I know Dollar Vigilante certainly does, uh, why mm -hmm. is there kind of a slow uptake on uh, pushing Monero and getting the word out about Monero? Well, like, what, what's what's the disconnect there? I, I, have, I have a theory, and I think it's because um, a lot of the current cryptocurrencies uh, they highly depend on financial regulation through exchanges. Exchanges right now are the uh, are the market makers, in my opinion. Um, now, as I was I was explaining to you uh, before uh, we got started at the Crypto Vigilante and Dollar Vigilante, we it's a very open space where we dialogue a lot about various different issues. We are not a monolith. It's a rigorous space of, of, of a lot of study. We, like Jeff said. All day, all the time, 24-7, we are constantly researching, we're constantly going back and forth, and we're really sharpening each other. So I, I see Monero as, as being the most undervalued asset in all of crypto. And I think a lot of it has to do because 
of um, because of all of the financial interests that uh, require KYC and uh, AML. And, and so uh, that's my take on it. Maybe someone else has a different take on this. Yeah, um, well, in regards to what you said with Andreas uh, mentioning that he hadn't really spent much time looking at it, um, I would say that's probably just goes to show how undervalued it is because a lot of people have overlooked it. Um, it is a little bit harder to use in some areas than Bitcoin. Um, like you mentioned, he tried to use the Monterujo app, um, and you do have to wait for the blockchain to sync on that one. Um, but uh, when some of those hurdles are kind of overcome and, and the usability increases, I think more people will look at it out of need um, because of uh, the fungibility issues and issues of receiving potentially uh, tainted or dirty coins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that um, having been in Bitcoin since 2011, when I first heard about Bitcoin, I thought it was a lot like Monero is today. Uh, in fact, I was on CNBC before they kicked me off for uh, exposing the Federal Reserve and all that. Uh, and I was saying it's an anonymous private uh, cryptocurrency. And a lot of us kind of thought that's what it was, what it really was. But over the years, and especially now with uh, how it's uh, evolved over time, uh, it's become very clear that it's, it's not private at all. In fact, it, of course, we all know now that it's a public ledger and uh, there is no uh, real privacy uh, on Bitcoin right now. And there's now numerous government agencies, the IRS, everyone tracking everything on Bitcoin. So uh, for a lot of um, people, I think, I don't think they fully realize the importance of privacy. And I think uh, as we're finding out that uh, there's a lot of Bitcoins being blacklisted now, so really Bitcoin isn't fungible anymore. Uh, not every single Bitcoin is like another Bitcoin, which is important for being a money. And I think basically what's happened here is the market is just behind in understanding what is really important in a currency. And as usual, and I think this is as investors, what we always try to do, we try to figure out where the market's going to go. And I think the market's going to slowly realize over the coming years, the incredible importance of having privacy in a cryptocurrency and as and when they do, we'll see uh, a lot of people moving over to things like Monero. Do you think Monero is more akin to digital gold than even Bitcoin? Do you, do you guys have an opinion there? Well, I don't even really like that word digital gold. I think that has been because uh, Bitcoin was supposed to be a digital currency. That's exactly what it said on the white paper in 2009. And uh, what actually happened is Blockstream has and a number of sort of what you call like uh, elites or the bankers and, and people like that have really worked to make it so Bitcoin has stopped being a digital cash for the most part. And they've replaced it with a word called digital gold, which I think is ludicrous. And I, I think is, is, is not really what uh, Bitcoin is supposed to be. And I, I think if it all it ends up being is a digital gold uh, that it might not have any value at the end of the day. Not to say that I don't think Bitcoin is going to go up because I think it has enough institutional money going into it. Uh, and that is the big, uh, you know, if you talk to anyone on Wall Street and you say cryptocurrencies, they say, oh, you're talking about Bitcoin. That's that's the, the one that they know. So I think it's going to do okay. But uh, I, I really don't like that word digital gold. I think what the world needs and what the reason the Bitcoin even existed was to become a digital currency. And I think that's what's incredibly important. And so many of the things about Bitcoin have kind of moved away from it uh, potentially being a digital currency with the high uh, costs of uh, uh, transfers and 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 uh, slow uh, transaction times as well, thanks to people like Blockstream keeping the block size incredibly small. Uh, so I think in terms of uh, 
I, I, like I wouldn't want to hear this, that uh, Monero's digital gold because that would mean that it wasn't usable as a currency. And the most important part of a cryptocurrency, it's kind of right in the name, is to be a currency, not to be a store of value. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of, I, I kind of see it as both. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, both of you guys as well. Um, kind of maybe even as as digital gold first. And then uh, obviously can be used, you know, uh, will be used as a currency. But the digital gold uh, meme is kind of what helps bootstrap it, gets people into it, gets gets get makes it liquid as people uh, try to hodl it and get in. And then uh, obviously can be used as digital cash once everybody is on it and using it. Uh, do you do you kind of have an opinion there? Do you think that's that's a way of looking at it as well because i mean that's that's done quite well for bitcoin right so like obviously the the digital gold meme came out uh in response like you said to uh bitcoin not really being able to uh serve as the the the, uh, the original use case of digital cash so it's like oh well we're actually digital gold uh so it's fine that uh you know it takes a while to to, to transfer and there's large transaction fees and uh, because it's digital gold, but do you see uh, the digital gold meme being useful uh, for onboarding people, for making it liquid, and is that something Monero should embrace as well for those purposes? Um, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I, I absolutely agree that it could be both, and and actually does a better job of both than Bitcoin, uh, because obviously, I mean, gold doesn't have a, a big list of everyone who's ever held that piece of gold or been ownership of it on the back of each gold bar, um, uh, obviously that would be a problem with fungibility. So Monero solves that, but because Bitcoin obviously does have um, every Bitcoin address that's ever been in, in its entire history is, is permanently uh, public. Um, but obviously Monero does not have that problem. So I would say Monero is actually closer to a digital gold than Bitcoin in that respect of fungibility. Um, but it also does a better job of scaling because of the uh, dynamic block size. Um, it does not have like a very strict block size that actually can grow dynamically as the market um, increases. Um, so I would say that yes, Monero is actually a better job of that and also a better digital cash. Raphael, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree with Jeff. Um, I, I'm, I'm definitely, when it comes to the whole Bitcoin debate, I'm definitely a big blocker. Um, I've always been, I've always uh, seen uh, capabilities and I, with the people I came into Bitcoin with, we've always known that uh, there were much many more use cases for the Bitcoin blockchain other than just money, right? Now, Mr. X is, is a great counterpart to my perspective and to Jeff's perspective because Mr. X sees more, uh, has more of the worldview of, of Bitcoin core, right? And so that creates this incredible dialogue, right? And as you all know, um, the Monero community uh, has a mindset that is very much in line with Bitcoin Core, right? The saving grace for me within Monero that I see is, is that, number one, it follows the FOSS ethos of open source, and that creates a meritocracy within Monero where what is best for the cause of fungibility and perfect money is what is implemented, right? Number one. And number two, the fact that Monero's purpose is that of just being perfect money, right? Perfect digital money. So Monero stands as, as the best uh, cryptocurrency for the use case of money itself. And whenever I personally hear arguments for BTC, I can't, I can't help but to actually logically 
see the see those arguments to be better um, representative of the nature of Monero. So in sticking with, I want to talk about this a little more, just uh, the digital gold aspects, uh, just because it's a nice way to frame it. I was trying to get Andreas as well, but he, he was very slippery on it. Um, so if you guys could just humor me with it, uh, I, I, and even if you, if you, Jeff, even if you don't like referring to it as digital gold. So if we were, if we were to consider, you know, because I think it's one of its use cases, and uh, does if we looked at the kind of the elements of what would make it uh, digital gold, uh, one thing being uh, security, uh, another thing uh, being that it's censorship resistant. Um, you know, if you kind of go through the list, uh, fungible, um, unconfiscatable. So when, when you go through each of those things, and I, I guess Mr. X, because uh, you seem quite technical, what's your opinion there? I mean, obviously, I think we all agree. I'll get your opinion, but I, I'm pretty sure you guys all agree that Monero is more fungible. Um, do you also think it's more censorship resistant and quote unquote more unconfiscatable than 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 Bitcoin? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, well, there's so, so many benefits. It's basically, it's, it, it seems to me that like the people that um, or the, all the people involved with developing Monero basically looked at Bitcoin, all of its flaws, and pretty much fixed all of them. <laughs> this is how I see Monero. Um, it's basically uh, Bitcoin was kind of the, ex the earliest experiment, um, and then Monero was was basically um, the, the next generation. Um, but more specifically, when you're talking about unconfiscatability or um, or censorship resistance. Um, Monero has a massive benefit over Bitcoin in the sense that uh, miners could not be uh, coerced by governments to censor transactions because they can't actually tell where the transactions are going. Um, in Monero, the transactions are designed to be more and more homogeneous or basically look all the same to an outside observer. So uh, it's people that are trying to spy on, on, on people's uh, spending activities and who's receiving and sending money um, cannot see the origins or the destinations of transactions or the amounts um, and every transaction when you look on the block explorer looks pretty much the same so that is a, uh, a massive benefit um, in Monero. now how about how about security what's your opinion on security i guess uh today as of today people would say bitcoin is more secure because of the amount of uh you know miners that are that are that are hashing and mining mining Bitcoin versus Monero, but in terms of architecture, Monero is uh, you know striving to be uh, ASIC resistant, which would theoretically make it more decentralized and more secure. So, in terms of security, what's how, how do you measure the two? Is 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 that where Bitcoin beats Mon beats Monero? That it's it's more secure. Um, I mean, yeah, I would say that in some ways, yeah, there's definitely more hash power um, in Bitcoin, but also with Monero, um, I would say it's more decentralized uh, because of the, especially with the upcoming random X upgrade, um, it also uses, um, as far as um, for security, um, Monero is a great hedge against, in case, for example, with a, a Bitcoin sec P256K1, I think the elliptic curve algorithm is ever broken, um, Monero uses the uh, Edwards 25519 elliptic curve signing algorithm. Uh, which would um, which is kind of like a hedge there. So if you have one cryptographic uh, curve is broken somehow, then Monero uses an entirely different one, um, which is actually arguably could be more secure. Um, so there's obviously more security in Monero in that respect. Also, even just even just looking at the Bitcoin addresses are much shorter. Uh, Monero addresses. 
because it's so much longer and, and, and have a stronger cryptographic security. Um, so I would say, yeah, there's many areas uh, where Monero is more secure than Bitcoin in those areas. Jeff, what's your opinion there? Just to kind of summarize, is it, where what is what does Bitcoin do better than Monero, and what does Monero do better than Bitcoin in terms of uh, mimicking, uh, you know, having the properties of digital cash and, or digital gold? Well, uh, if you expect me to talk about uh, elliptical curves and stuff like that, that's what Mr. X and, and Raphael all look into. I'm, I'm not incredibly technical, uh, but I look at this from a more big picture sort of a, a angle, and uh, you know. I think, like I said, a lot of people are going to wake up to the fact that Bitcoin is not private whatsoever, and a lot of people are going to have a number of problems uh, because of that. And as uh, they wake up, and especially as we enter into this uh, collapse scenario, which we're entering into right now, where a lot of the banks are going to collapse, we're going to enter into hyperinflation, a lot of governments are going to go insane and try to seize numerous things, just like they did in the U.S. just after the Great Depression in 1929. By 1933, the land of the free, the U.S. government uh, said they wanted to uh, seize all the gold of all its citizens in the U.S. And as these things happen again, and they will be happening again, it'll be much worse this time, uh, a lot of people are going to realize the risks of uh, having things like Bitcoin and, and the government knowing exactly where it is and, and how much they have and, and these sort of things, as opposed to Monero. And I think... Um, Another thing to mention is that with Bitcoin, I remember when it was back in uh, 2011, 2012, most of the use cases for it were on, on sites like Silk Road and a lot of black market sites, which just means free market, uh, places where the government can't extort you or stop you from doing things, which is, uh, you know, super awesome. And I think... Uh, what we're going to find out, and I've noticed that a lot of the black market or sort of a free market underground sort of places still haven't moved over to Monero. And I think a lot of them are going to start to realize and start doing that soon. And as they do that, just like it happened with Bitcoin, it will create a lot of demand. And all of a sudden, uh, Monero will be uh, something that a lot of people will feel like they need to have. So I think uh, in numerous ways, uh, the, the, the future is incredibly bright for Monero. But at the at this very moment, I think most people still haven't realized the importance of it. Raphael, you have an opinion there, kind of overall big picture, Bitcoin versus Monero. Uh, what does one do better than the other um, in terms of uh, framing it as digital gold, digital cash? Where where does Bitcoin beat Monero? Where does Monero beat Bitcoin? Well, when we talk about Bitcoin, I assume we're talking about BTC, right? BTC Bitcoin. Not any of the other ones. Okay. Um, I honestly, I know this is an area where I, I me and Mr. X go back and forth on, um, but I honestly see the meritocracy within Bitcoin to have, to have been lost. Um, and the meritocracy is, is what drives the market within itself to better itself. And according to what the, according to the Oracle of the market itself, right. As a feedback loop of what is best for the current cryptocurrency to be adopted by those who use the cryptocurrency so that it performs best in the market, right? I think, B, personally, I think BTC lost his way. Uh, Mr. X has uh, has the opposite opinion. Um, but Monero, see, Monero it, it is within a position that because the community is united in, in having a fungible and private perfect currency, right? A perfect platonic form manifested in, in as a digital form. Uh, currency that 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 focal point is what gives monero the ability 
for all of its contributors to work in that one direction, right? Of, of fungibility of having perfect money, right? Money that is outside the states, right? A lot of people that um, are not pro Monero, pro fungibility, pro privacy, what they talk about is, is that they try to give you a brutalist approach and they try to tell you something like, well, the government will always exist. Governments will always exist. You have to deal and and, and uh, deal with the, the, the fact that governments exist, the law exists, right? But the reality is, is, is that we also know that governments are fickle. They are extremely um, corrupt. They are not entities to be trusted. So for humanity to truly be free, we need, we need a, a currency that, not, that focuses on safeguarding the what's best for the individual and because at, at the end of the day the individual is the person who is at, at at the point of contact within the market right and monero does that best and so because the monero community has that mission and and everyone shares in that goal uh what the cypherpunks have always used as a false ethos the free and open source software ethos by having that by having that culture of the FOSS ethos, they develop a market meritocracy based on the FOSS ethos where everyone is reviewing the code, making sure that everyone's using the most robust um, medium of exchange possible. And so Monero, if it stays in line with its goals, it will always have a place in the market. Um, as long as 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 there is uh, as long as its contributors are open and there is there are Byzantine generals that are constantly challenging one another, uh, Monero has a future, right? So that's uh, yeah. So Monero definitely has a future. I personally don't see um, the meritocracy within B Bitcoin BTC as having a future. I don't. I personally don't see it because that's one based on proof of work mining, and I. At this moment, I don't see them emphasizing the importance of mining that I hope and wish that they did, because to me, miners are the meritocracy that is the market driver to safeguard the Bitcoin network. That hasn't been emphasized because I see, Mon I see BTC wanting to be like Monero. And, and you can't be like Monero when you are a half-ass when, when it comes to having perfect money. Right, you can't be like Monero. You're either all the way private at the protocol level, or you're just not really participating. You're not really in consensus as to what the heck are we building. Monero has that understanding that what they're building is perfect money. So as as long as the Byzantine generals within Monero keep that focus, and as long as they keep challenging one another, then Monero has. A, a, I see a way brighter future in Monero than in BTC. Very cool. How about the how about the twenty one million cap? Uh, obviously, you know Bitcoin is, is capped. Monero's not. It has a tail emission, uh, which also plays into ensuring the security of the coin in the future because they'll always be mining. Uh, you guys have opinions there, uh, Jeff. You have an opinion there. So obviously, the, the twenty one million cap also plays into the digital gold meme. Uh, which has helped uh, Bitcoin BTC, right? So everybody's, you know, there's only 21 million. It's, it's literally a, 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 a land grab trying, everybody trying to grab that limited supply there. Uh, Monero uh, has a tail emission. I mean, effectively, 
uh, that tail emission is is very is a very small amount. It's 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 going to create disinflation, um, so it's it's not really inflating. Um, what's what's your what's your opinion there, Jeff, in terms of kinds of like economics and uh, how it's going to affect the coin? Well, obviously, what's incredibly important with the money is a limited supply, um, but. Uh, you know, compared to the Federal Reserve and compared to the European Central Bank and every other central bank, uh, all of these currencies are incredibly limited supply compared to the unlimited constantly printing QE4, QE5 that we now have going on in the fiat currencies. As far as the details on which one's better, Bitcoin or Monero, I'd actually leave that up for uh, Rafael and Mr. X, who uh, are a lot more technical on these things. Mr. X, you want to jump in there and uh, give your opinion? Um. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I would say. Um, or, can you repeat the question? You're saying which one do I think is better, or? Uh, not no, not so much better. Just kind of your your opinion on. So obviously, Monero has a tail emission. Bitcoin doesn't. Uh, that plays into uh, Bitcoin being digital gold. There's a limited supply. Uh, oh, yeah. Monero Monero has a tail emission. Yes, it's still limited. Uh, but effectively, it, it it can't have that meme of you know there's only twenty one there will only ever be twenty one million even though its nominal supply is I, I think only like eighteen million and change, um, and then weighing that against uh, you know the the need for ensuring the security of the chain in the future. So you know there's even been talk I think in the Bitcoin community of maybe one day having to. Uh, realizing that you you may need to add a tail emission to Bitcoin to ensure its security in the future. So just just your opinion on that tail emission? Well, yeah, yeah, I definitely think the tail emission um, for for Monero is very important. I know that uh, Arctic Mine um, or, or uh, I think it's like Francisco Kevin Monero. I can't remember his uh, mm-hmm. his, uh, his name there, but um, but one of the uh, Monero core developers he actually had some really good talks explaining why the uh, tail emission is necessary for the dynamic block size. So yes. it's actually a, a necessary uh, technical requirement to have that dynamically increasing or, or uh, expanding block size to uh, help it to scale um, in the future when many a lot more people are using it. Um, so that's one very important aspect there, um, uh, which solves multiple problems, I believe, that Bitcoin has. So so uh, I would say that Monero's uh, um, tail emissions is important for that. It is also important for securing the network and providing the incentive for miners to continue mining. Um, and again, year 2140, when Bitcoin's last uh, fraction of Bitcoin is mined, there is going to be, I believe, an issue there with uh, mining incentives. So I think the Monero solves that problem uh, in both ways simultaneously um, with the uh, tail mission. Raphael, you have an opinion there? Yeah, I think that um, the tail mission from Monero makes sense. The, the game theory between Monero and Bitcoin are very different. Uh, Bitcoin it has, I don't think Bitcoin was ever supposed to be the cypherpunk dream that people wanted it to be. I think Monero is a cypherpunk dream that everyone wanted it to be. And, and, and so the, the, the block reward, some people are starting to call it the subsidy, kind of like a government subsidy, right? That is built within the code to, uh, to, for the miners to monetize within Bitcoin uh, you're dependent on entering what we used to, we've been calling for, for years now, the golden age of mining, where the uh, mining fee is greater than the block reward subsidy, right? Um, that is a game theory that plays out within Bitcoin and the, and the game theory 
according to the rules that Satoshi laid out, that in BTC or any other Bitcoin chain, um, the network that best, the Bitcoin needs to be profitable for miners so that miners can secure the network. It is the miners incentive to secure the network, right? Right, in Bitcoin BTC, right? I personally think that BTC, it messed up in the way that they implemented SegWit and the way that they limited the cap of, of, uh, of, their, of their block size. And now they're finding out that, oh my gosh, transaction fees that are based on replaced by fees don't re they, they don't I, I i personally can't foresee a future where miners will be subsidized accordingly mr x has a the opposing opinion about this right um but the thing is is that with monero you have a, a you have a you have a game theory that's completely different see monero's mission is to be perfect money first and foremost and it will become money for the world because it is perfect money, right? In order for it to be perfect money, Monero has to be nimble. The rules of Monero, the protocol of Monero has to be nimble for whatever attack it gets in the future. So the Monero protocol is not something that is to be stable, right? Like, like you can't, okay, if you're an entrepreneur in Monero, you can't use, you can't rely on the Monero blockchain itself to build something within its blockchain itself, right? You build something and you use the Monero block, Monero units of account as the, as the currency with which you exchange, right? Goods and services, right? It's so Monero, the protocol in itself, the Monero protocol in itself has to remain um, steadfast in its mission of being perfect money. And in order for it to do so, it has to depend on a block reward to subsidize the miners that protect the network, right? It's a completely different game theory um, from, the, from, from what I've come to understand. And, and so Monero justifies for there to be a tail emission. It, 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 there's a justification for it to exist. I don't see a justification for it to exist within Bitcoin BTC, within uh, BSV or BCH. Um, that that because why is that because the bitcoin protocol given to us by satoshi gave us the means to create incentive structures on chain so that miners are rewarded via transaction fees after the block reward diminishes over time within the, the game theory within monero is completely different it's supposed to just be perfect money for the sake of being perfect money as the best medium of exchange possible, right? And in order to do that, you can't have a, a lockdown protocol. You have to have a protocol that is nimble. And that's why we're, you know, we just moved into random X, right? And, and we're gonna keep up, we're gonna keep, you know, the it's 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 justified that it that the Monero community be ASIC resistance as well, right? Because it needs to protect itself. It's the sacredness of perfect money that everyone's after, right? That that perfect money goal, right? And and so yeah, telling emission is justified within Monero. I, I I think it is, but not in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, what do, what do you think about um, recent events, current events? Uh, we recently heard that uh, chain analysis was used to uh, track down uh, users of um, a dark net. Uh, child porn website and the people running the child porn website uh, 
so it revealing that you know bitcoin in fact is traceable and not fungible um but also revealing that if it was it could be used for nefarious purposes so monero potentially could be used for nefarious purposes as we all know uh so what your opinion on that event and whether or not uh that was kind of uh good or bad for monero good or bad for bitcoin uh, well, there's so many angles on it, but, uh, you know, when you hear a lot of people talking about how uh, you, these are all government type people saying we need to track all the money because there's some criminals out there and they're doing some bad things. Well, child sex trafficking. How about Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton going to his island 25 times? Uh, Prince Andrew, Donald Trump is friends with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, the biggest uh, child traffickers in the world are the people who control the governments and the banks. Uh so it's hilarious when they try to point out that Monero or even Bitcoin, but Monero for sure can definitely be used for some of these things. Yeah, absolutely it can. There should be no one tracking. There should be no. First of all, government is a criminal organization. It's it's actually it actually means mind control. Govern is gubernare in Latin. Uh, mente is mind. It's mind control, and it's actually a, a a totally evil criminal organization on this world. So. For anyone out there saying, well, the government should uh, uh, be tracking everything. It's like, are you insane? Uh, and they're going to find out soon just how crazy that is. Um, and, uh, you know, so you have some people that are using uh, these currencies uh, for some nefarious means. But a lot of the ones that they bring up, the government, is, is they want to make sure no one money launders. Money laundering is a, a good thing. It is not a crime. It's a, avoiding extortion from a criminal organization. So their entire concept of we need to track the money to get uh, to track criminals. And most of the things they're saying that are crimes are not crimes like money laundering or they say uh, selling drugs. That should not be a, 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 a well, certainly it's not a moral and it should not be illegal. It should not be a criminal sort of thing. In fact, the government should not be in charge of law. That is a total and a complete uh, horrible thing and a lot of people there's been how many millions of people killed because of this drug war so they point out uh, well things like Monero are dangerous people might use it to trade trade plants good and uh, they might use it to avoid extortion good and yeah there might be a couple child uh, traffickers or, or pornography kind of people who use it but the, the biggest ones are the royal family Prince Andrew uh, Bill Clinton <laughs> go after those guys first before you even talk to me about any of this stuff but yeah that absolutely is the case that they want to track everything and they say they do it to stop crime when they're the biggest criminals around uh, but you look at the reason why I'm quite bullish on Monero is you look at a lot of people who have a lot of money in the world today, and we're talking billionaires. A lot of them are criminals. They're, they're people who are uh, involved in governments in their own country. So people like Hugo Chavez before he died, and now his daughter's a billionaire because he stole all the money in Venezuela. Uh, the Saudi princes, they're all criminals. But uh, Donald Trump does business deals with them all the time. $100 billion in arms, he sells them. And that's another thing they say that that uh, uh, crypto can be used for is selling arms. Well, who's the biggest arms seller in the world? world it's the u.s government uh and so you look at a lot of these people though all these saudi princes a lot of uh, people like hugo chavez 
If, if they had any brains whatsoever, they would not be holding any U.S. dollars because the U.S. government can take that away at a snap of a finger with the Swiss system. Uh, they should all be in crypto. And I think what they're going to realize, and none of them realize it yet, is uh, a lot of them are probably starting to get into Bitcoin. And they're going to find out quite soon that that was not also very safe to do. And, and for that reason, I think there's still a huge amount of money that's going to be coming into Monero. But your average person has never even heard of it. Your average person just is figuring out Bitcoin right now. Uh, and even then, they, they still haven't, they're just figuring it out. There was a fund manager uh, just a few weeks ago who bought some Bitcoin for his fund and kept it on his phone, on his, a wallet on his phone, and he didn't even have the backup codes or anything, and he lost his phone, so he lost the Bitcoin. Like, these guys are at, like, kindergarten level of cryptocurrency uh, and and that's why I think things like the back exchange and all that is really going to improve and a lot of institutional money is going to go into it but your average person they barely even understand Bitcoin at this point in a few years when they start to understand Monero you watch what happens well it, it'll uh, it'd be a massive amount of funds going into Monero yeah, I totally agree with you there. I mean, I think that's kind of if, even if you, if you if you don't care about the the fundamentals of what Monero is trying to do in terms of uh, you know uh, allow allowing the preservation of of the self and and liberty in the digital age by creating a, a fungible uh, protocol for transferring value, even if you don't give a shit about any of that, uh, you should realize the use case. Uh, that it could be used for 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 rich people that want to want to hide money, hold money, and not have it confiscated. Uh, it seems glaringly obvious to me. So, what do you? What's your, what's your, kind of your time horizon with uh, Monero? And what, what, how do things look in five, ten years? Do you do you look at things that way? Do you have an opinion there? Um, oh, man. What the market's going to look like. Five, 10 years, no way to even know. Uh, 10 years ago, Bitcoin just started to exist and no one even knew about it. And things are speeding up so fast now that there's no way I look out more than a couple of years at this point because it, it, there'd be just no way to know what's going to happen. It's Things are happening so fast. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the, there's a, a few problems for Monero. Um, one is that not many people know about it yet, but that is also the opportunity. Uh, the, the biggest sort of risk, in my opinion, is that the governments are already catching on to it. So the German, uh, uh, some German, I think it was the government, uh, did a, a thing and they looked into all the cryptocurrencies and they were like, Monero is the real problem. We can't track that at all. And there was another one uh, with some government uh, thing and some tracking company and they were like oh thank goodness Monero fell out of the top 10 because if that catches on we're in big trouble because we won't be able to seize or, or extort people anymore um, so I think the biggest risk to Monero in the next couple of years is that a lot of the governments and the central banks catch on that this is their biggest risk and as they do they will probably force um, through what they, that's all they do is use violence use guns to go into exchanges and say if you guys allow uh, people to transact in Monero uh, we're going to come in and, and, and shut you all down and put you into rape camps which is what government does and so that is a risk, but we also, at the same time, we have the market building decentralized exchanges. So once you're into Bitcoin, uh, you should be able to get into Monero quite easily. So there's going to be a lot of risk. I think the, the biggest risk is that uh, the 
uh, the government's central banks try to shut down Monero. They won't be able to, obviously, which is why Monero is so valuable. But uh, it could cause some problems, and a lot of people might get scared off from it. Some people still watch the news. I can't believe it. They watch the mainstream media, which is just direct CIA uh, propaganda. And uh, if they go on there and say, oh, you're a criminal if you use Monero, a lot of people actually believe that. Uh, same thing they've tried to do with Bitcoin, but it hasn't really worked. So I think that's kind of the risk. As far as what the timeline's like, I think... Um, Probably in the next year or two, I think a lot of people are going to start catching on to Monero. And uh, when that does happen, uh, I think there's a huge amount of, you just look at the market cap of Monero compared to Bitcoin right now, it's like less than one, one hundredth. Um, so if, if a lot of people start to realize the value of Monero over the next year or two, which I think is the timeline that I would expect, uh, that we could see that uh, go from maybe from one one hundredth to one tenth, or even less than that. So it depends how fast things happen. Um, but I think that's that's really the timeline. So over the next couple of years, uh, I think we're early in this. Uh, even our own subscribers are like shocked that uh, we are so heavily into Monero. Uh, uh, but uh, this is what, as you as you can see from Raphael and Mr. X, like we know this space, we know where it's going, and uh, we're just like we, when we recommended Bitcoin at three dollars or Ethereum at two dollars, uh, we knew where it was headed, and I think uh, we see where it's headed with Monero right now, and I think it's a. Uh, uh, Quite a bit up, but it would not without a lot of problems along the way. And I think it's uh, if you think Bitcoin's being attacked right now, wait till Monero gets attacked. But the the great thing about Monero is they can't track it, and I, I love it. I can't wait to see how this uh, turns out. Uh, couldn't those things possibly be kind of bullish though for Monero? Um, obviously, you know, government's trying to regulate it, kind of like so having the Streisand effect. Uh, you know, like don't don't you know nobody buy Monero, everybody's going to want to run it. Like, but there must be something about it. I got to get some, uh, or, oh, you know, like, don't, the, don't buy guns. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's yeah, a just possible like when scenario? The government says they go, when the government says they're going to confiscate guns in the U S they sell more guns at that period of time than ever. Uh, the war on drugs, uh, the, the drugs won. Uh, he can't stop the free market. They, they they will continue to try, but I think you're right. The more that they wake up to it, and the more they come out and they put in their media, the Monero is a very dangerous sort of a thing. I think in many ways that will help. Yeah, and it, if it gets everybody off exchanges, uh, that's I think that's also a good thing too. From kind of uh, you know uh, sticking with the ideals of what crypto is supposed to be. Uh, Raphael, you have opinions there on kind of what the space may look like in five to 10 years and uh, maybe what are the biggest risks to Monero? I mean, I, I think the biggest risk is not educating people. Um, I think the biggest risk for Monero is fear, right? Uh, government and megalomaniacs, they, that's what they, they live off of people's fear, really. Um, so that's, that's the biggest enemy Monero has is lack of education, fear, um, pontification from people that tell you that dealing with government is inevitable. I mean, no, it's, it's not inevitable. Actually, we, we need, we need humanity in order for it to be free needs to have um, a system of voluntary exchange that is not, um, that is not dependent on a third party that is censorship resistant. And I don't care where you fall in the political spectrum, you need to assert your own sovereignty and you need to be free, regardless of what happens. And, and Monero is, is, is the cryptocurrency that offers that the best. Now, I, I don't know what, what we have in store for the next three, 10 years, like Jeff says, this, this space is very crazy. But I do know that 
a mature crypto market. Uh, I, I do have an idea of what a mature crypto market will look like. I, I know that we will start entering what you would call a mature crypto market the day that Monero was top five, consistently top five. And, and I would I would call a mature crypto market when uh, Monero's market cap is first or second in, in the coin market cap. I agree. Mr. X, you have an opinion there? Um, yeah, first I would say I agree with everything that Jeff and Raphael have said. Um, and then uh, this is not maybe too much I would add, but um, yeah, just looking at from, I guess, from the uh, technical analysis perspective, looking at the charts, yeah, Monero is still in the long term uh, since its inception. It's um, still in a, a, a upward growth, very strong upward growth trend. Um, and, and as far as timing things, yeah, I do think in the next couple years, I would say, I would think that it, it's probably going to be headed back or if not broken the its all-time high of about $500 or so. Um, and I would say maybe, in, like if you're saying five to 10 years, I would not be surprised to see it over uh, 10000 maybe even $50,000 per Monero um, the next maybe five, 10 years. About, uh, so I, I feel like the big, the biggest arguments against Monero um, that uh, are, are made is that it's, uh, you know, potentially uh, it's sacrificing security um, for privacy and that, you know, it, it maybe it could be secretly mined and it, it can't be audited as easily. Uh, I, I, I disagree with that, Mr. X. I think you could probably explain that well to, on a technical level. Um, and then I, the other big argument I hear is just that it's not liquid enough, which is just because it's, you know, it's it hasn't grown enough. Um, but do you guys have opinions on, on those on those two points that are often uh, made against Monero? Mr. X, if you want to respond. Um, yeah, I know that the supply can be audited uh, by adding up all the coins that have been mined. Um, yeah, obviously you can't see the amounts transferred of its ring CT, uh, confidential transactions. Um, and, and say, what was the, uh, the first part again? Uh, yeah, that... that yeah, that was that was the first part, basically saying, you know, because that's the biggest argument that's made against Big, uh, Monero by kind of uh, Bitcoin maximalists is like, well, uh, you know, uh, privacy is great. Fungibility is great, uh, but it's it's we're not willing to do it because we don't want to uh, sacrifice the audibility of the coin. Now, well, we know that Monero can be audited. Yeah, so it can be audited. Yeah, I would say that can be countered with the fact that yes, it can be audited. The uh, um, ring signatures is more um, a more time-tested type of cryptography, um, and also the stealth addresses um, mm -hmm. than uh, like for example zk snarks because that is a much newer type of cryptography that has not uh, been, I guess, repeatedly peer-reviewed and tested for as many years as ring signatures. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say Monero is more stable and more uh, peer-reviewed than uh, some of the newer uh, newer zero, zero knowledge proofs um, like in Zcash and some of the other ones. Um, and then, uh, so that would kind of answer that part. Um, and then the, uh, what was the other half? Uh, the other question, well, liquidity. So, you know, it's just not liquid enough. It's Oh, um, yeah, I think that's just kind of, yeah, it's very undervalued right now. So yes, it is. That is, that is true that it is not as liquid as Bitcoin. Um, yeah, Bitcoin has a lot more, has that, of course, first uh, mover advantage and network effect has been around for 10 years, um, has that, uh, uh, I forget, there was a name of a law that 
security just because of its the time that it's existed for. I, uh, I'm just forgetting the name of that law or yep. that uh, moment. But um, but yeah, Monero is of course um, younger. It's uh, was, uh, began in 2014 um, uh, in April, I believe. So yes, it doesn't have as long as a history of a peer review as Bitcoin. But um, I do believe that the liquidity will increase. Um, it is actually pretty liquid. It's like the most um, uh, highly or high volume uh, traded asset on BISC, uh, which is a decentralized um, exchange, uh, BISC network. Um, so I'd say it does have some liquidity. It's better than a lot of other ones in, in some of those areas, but it is, uh, I believe that will grow as more people begin to use it. Jeff, what's your... Thank you, Mr. Ars. Jeff, what's your opinion there on the liquidity and basically BTC Maximus saying, uh, you know, Bitcoin's uh, has first mover advantage. It has a network effect. It's liquid. Uh, nothing else will ever be able to surmount it uh, or catch up. And, you know, that the, the train has left the station and everything else is going to die because of that, because uh, because of how uh, strong the network effect of Bitcoin is. Well, uh, I think Mr. X is right that it is smaller. Obviously, uh, the current uh, market cap of Monero is about one billion. Uh, the uh, market cap of Bitcoin is 168 billion, so it's, it was even a higher ratio than I thought. Uh, and the I'm just looking at the daily transactions. So in the last 24 hours, Monero's traded 300 million dollars worth of Monero. That's actually pretty liquid. Uh, I'm looking at Bitcoin. Bitcoin's traded 28. Billion, so it's, it's very liquid. Um, looking at some of the other ones, though, um, two billion in Ripple, uh, two billion in Bitcoin Cash. Uh, so Monero is definitely smaller, absolutely. So that is a, um, you know, if you want to uh, critique Monero, uh, you could say, yeah, if if it's not a massive market this time, but that that I think is the opportunity. I think as people catch on to why it's important to have something like Monero. Uh, it will grow in size and it's just the same as Bitcoin. I've been around Bitcoin since 2011 and it was pretty small back then. Uh, in fact, I didn't buy any when I recommended it at $3 because the only place to buy it at the time was Mt. Gox, the Magic the Gathering trading card site in Japan. And I was like, that sounds sketchy. And it actually turned out I was right not to, well, actually I wish I bought and took it off, but uh, you know, we all know what happened with Mt. Gox. So just like with Bitcoin in the early days, it's going to be less liquid and it's going to be harder to get and uh, a lot of People won't understand, you know, even what wallet to use and that sort of a thing. But that is the opportunity. I think if we could go back to Bitcoin when it was at $50, which is where $60, where Monero is today, uh, and uh, could see the future of Bitcoin, we'd all be saying, well, it, yeah, it's not that liquid yet. It's, it's not that easy to buy yet, but uh, I'm going to buy it at $60. I think that would have been a good thing to do. And I think it's uh, very similar for Monero at this point. I, I kind of, for me, Monero kind of seems like the second coming of Bitcoin to me uh, uh, for people who miss the Bitcoin wagon uh, because uh, it has all the... Uh, positives that uh, Bitcoin had uh, years ago, uh, and even more so now, uh, but it, it, the, the value of it is still fairly low. So this is sort of like for a lot of people, in my opinion, uh, who want to make that big uh, score. And uh, I'm not in this to make huge money. The, the whole reason I'm in this is because I want to get rid of governments and central banks. And and the way to do that is to have a currency that we can use that they can't stop. And But uh, at the same time, why not make a lot of money? And I think with Monero around $60 right now, $1 billion market cap, I think that's a positive for someone who's getting into it rather than a negative. How about the whole uh, one coin to rule them all argument? Everything else will will die. You can never surmount Bitcoin's network effect. 
well, we'll see. Like the, the market, the beautiful thing about the market, especially the, this market, is it's it's so free market. That's why I love this market so much. It's a, it's like perfect anarcho capitalism. Watching anarcho capitalism in action. You know, none none of these uh, coins have a marketing department. Uh, look at Bitcoin now with a hundred and sixty billion dollar market cap. Uh, none of these coins have a marketing department. Well, Dash does a little bit, but most of them don't. Monero certainly doesn't. Uh, and uh, there's exchanges popping up. There's uh, uh, decentralized exchanges popping up there's people creating wallets there's there's an entire economy being built up all from scratch all with no direction there's no everyone's just doing their part in the market um i but I, you know, if you look at the end of the day, if you're talking about five, 10 years from now, where's cryptocurrency going to be? I don't think there's just going to be one. There's definitely going to be more than one because uh, there's definitely different use cases for cryptocurrencies. As far as a monetary cryptocurrency, one that's used mostly and solely as money, why why would, why would, couldn't there be three or four? Uh, you know, the market likes options and people are going to like certain things. There's differences between the coins. So some people are going to like uh, something like Bitcoin rather than Monero. And some people are going to really like Monero rather than Bitcoin. Uh, so I, I don't think there, there needs to be just one coin at the end of the day. Uh, in fact, uh, I'd be surprised if there is. I guess uh, you said Trace Mayer was the one that introduced you to Bitcoin. Is that correct? Yeah, he so gave me my first Bitcoin. So do you think, would he disagree with that? I think he does, right? I think he's a, a one coin to rule them all, uh, right? I haven't really listened to his podcast lately, but he's definitely a Bitcoin maximalist and he might disagree yeah. on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rafael, what's your opinion on the on those issues? So I, I think that um, I personally see th that what led Bitcoin to become what it is now is completely different than what Bitcoin is now. And we're talking about Bitcoin BTC and I, I personally, the only thing that I see, um, that I see Bitcoin continuing to have, in, in all honesty, if is the is the ticker symbol. As I mentioned earlier, exchanges are the market makers here right now, and 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 and, and the reason why BTC has changed so much is because Bitcoin BTC, right? Bitcoin Core is because it is ultimately trying to be Monero. And it's really hard to change an engine, to change you know the wheels of a car as if it's already running. I, 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 I yeah. Uh, Daniel Kim says it best, right? That people, what does he say? He says people, uh, Monero is what people what, what people thought they bought when they bought Bitcoin. Well, yeah, what's his yeah. quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you know, and and that's the honest truth. I I think that. Um, Monero's doing everything right in order to be perfect money. I like Jeff says, um, this is the second coming of Bitcoin. It, and and I, I can't think of another project that has as robust of a con, of a community of contributors as Monero. And I mean and I mean it with all sincerity, where like they're not just contributing to the project, but they are all focused on one goal, right? Even within BTC right now, I mean, you have real crazy propositions, right? Yeah, got even further, like Luke Dasher, right? And he wants it to be less than one megabyte. And you have other guys proposing eliminating the cap of 21 million and making it more like of a telling emission to mimic Monero. I mean, it's 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 nuts. I I, I honestly am very apprehensive about BTC's future, personally. Uh, Mr. Mr. X, maybe if you want to talk about your perspective. And that's why the team 
uh, you know, with Jeff and Ed is, is, is so rich. It's such a rich environment because we don't always agree. And because we don't agree and because we have the liberty to, to really get into these topics constantly, we just, I don't know, it, it's almost as if Mr. X and Jeff and, and Ed are, look, are watching my back as I'm going down a, a, a train of thought. And I'm, I'm pointing, and we just kind of mirror off one another and go back and forth. And um, because there's, there's so much happening in crypto that, that, you, um, that you need to have a team that's like that. And most other teams out there, most other, um, I, I see a lot of, of a monolithic tone. Whereas here I can, I can um, you know, we have big blockers on the team. We have small blockers on the team, right? And yet we, we have this these discussions back and forth. It's a very rich environment. Um, but yeah, Mr. X, maybe if you want to if you if you want to give your uh, opinion on this, because um, yeah, I personally think that that Monero is what Bitcoin wants to be, and 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 I personally don't feel confident in BTC's future. I don't, but I, I'm very confident in Monero's future. Um. Yeah, I, I would agree with a lot of what you said, uh, Ralph, actually, um, uh, that, yeah, I do, I mean, I think Bitcoin, yeah, has in some ways, or BTC, I guess Bitcoin in some ways has uh, lost its way, um, but, uh, but yeah, and I do believe that Monero is basically doing um, what a lot of the original um, uh, cypherpunks were trying to do with Bitcoin, uh, Monero is simply doing that better and resolving a lot of the, uh, the issues there, um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, as far as in the future there being only one single cryptocurrency, yeah, I, I would agree with Jeff, and I don't think there has to be just one um, in the future. I think there are uh, different blockchains that are kind of better for certain things. But as far as money, though, um, I would say yeah, Monero does seem to be the best form of digital money that I, I have seen. Um, it's hard to find anything that is better <laughs> from, from what I've from having looked at many different uh, crypto assets. So. So yeah, I do believe that Monero is probably going to be um, the most important feature. Rafael, you mentioned so at, at Dollar Vigilante, Crypto Vigilante, there's there's you know a large kind of a, a big group of guys that uh, don't necessarily have the same opinion, which is great, which obviously makes for uh, you know a good company. Um, so, but do 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 most people agree that Monero is uh, something worth looking at, or do you have do you have uh, Monero skeptics among you? Do you have uh, people that uh, completely dismiss Monero? What, what, what's that like? No, hands down, Monero is our favorite coin. Hands down, hands oh, wow. down. And that's what, hmm. what, that's what's, that's what's incredible, right? I mean, um, we disagree on, let's, let's take Bitcoin's uh, scaling debate, which is the big one, right? And we have people on different sides of that camp. And you know we have people that are more partial to BTC, more people more partial to BSV, people more partial to BCH. But what we all agree on is that Monero is 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 that's where it's at. I mean, it, it makes it just makes complete sense, and that's where we find, um, yeah, that, that's where we all agree on. Definitely, we all agree that Monero is. That's why it's our it's our it's our favorite number one pick, and we find it extremely undervalued. 
Um, yeah, an interesting so, thing yeah. is uh, Ed Bugos is our senior analyst, and he's a pretty old school guy. Like he came from gold mining investing, and he's still probably one of the top experts in investing in gold mining stocks and things like that. And uh, we've been having these conversations for a long time, for for about a year now at least. And uh, it's been funny to see Ed, who's coming from a purely Austrian economic sort of standpoint. He doesn't understand the tech side as much, although he's learning very quickly. But I've been uh, watching him over the last few months, and uh, all he talks about now is Monero. Like he's he's super on board with it, and I, I'm I'm uh, pretty much uh, quite close to the same way. I think there's still a lot of value in Bitcoin, and so does Mr. X. Um, Raphael actually likes Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV more than Bitcoin. Uh, I'm uh, I'm agnostic on that. I, I've been agnostic on those uh, on those splits uh, since the get go. I, I've sort of taken a wait and see approach. But I think when it comes to Monero, I think uh, th thanks to about a year of conversations and digging deep into it and looking at it, I think all of us are pretty, uh, pretty on board with it. Awesome. What do you guys think about? Uh, so, you know, some more recent current events, um, you know, we had China mentioning uh, blockchain, uh, the Chinese government uh, kind of mentioning that they're interested in, you know, blockchain technology and they, 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 they want to essentially, sounds like they want to create their own cryptocurrency. Um, and obviously that leads to kind of the revelation that, um, you know, these things can be used, like we said, for, uh, you know, tracking, tracing people, uh, kind of creating uh, uh, surveillance societies, um, Bitcoin is often being sold as the solution to these to these problems, right? So as being a technology that will allow us to transact uh, uh, freely uh, without censorship. Um, but we all know it is it is perfectly traceable, and uh, all your transactions are forever stored on on this uh, on the blockchain. Um, do you think it's irresponsible for people that are out there promoting Bitcoin as a solution uh, to these issues and as a technology that will protect individual individuality, uh, help preserve individuality in the future? Do you think it's irresponsible to promote Bitcoin for those purposes, giving its uh, its technical flaws? Uh, let me uh, answer that, and I'll just also mention that I have to run after I answer this. I said I only had about an hour, but um, coming uh, from the approach of a lot of people saying that we're uh, cryptos are like dangerous and they're probably created by the CIA to track everyone. Uh, you know, there's a big difference between Bitcoin and the fiat currencies. Uh, even as much as Bitcoin is not private and is is a, a public ledger, uh, the big power of the central banks and of the governments is the ability to control and print the money. So if, if the entire world went to Bitcoin right now, uh, we would have such a better world. Most of these governments would collapse. They'd have to go down about 90% in size minimum. All wars would end. Uh, all this sort of uh, crazy stuff they do would go away quite quickly uh, because they would not have the ability to live off of the inflation of the money supply that they've been living off of now for over 100 years in the case of the Federal Reserve. So 
Bitcoin, if, if the whole world just went to Bitcoin tomorrow and got rid of dollars and euros and all that sort of thing, we'd have a much, much better world. But uh, and in that case, we might actually see governments collapse. And then we don't have things like extortion rackets like the IRS anymore. We don't have the NSA tracking you and all that sort of stuff. In that case, maybe a public ledger isn't all that bad. But at the same time, a lot of people do like privacy. I'm sure a lot of companies don't want uh, their competitors to know every single transaction they make. And in that case, I think a lot of people will move to things like Monero. But it is very interesting. I, I think as Andreas Antonopoulos pointed out, we're in an era of three different types of money competing right now. We're in the private money, which is things like Bitcoin and, and Monero. There's the corporate money, things like Facebook Libra, which is having a lot of problems. Uh, and then there's the government uh, fiat uh, money, which is money by force. Um, and they use it to uh, as their their main means of extorting people and they're all in a competition right now and it's pretty amazing to see that the imf the world bank the federal reserve the european central bank the bank of england are all panicking about cryptos right now and they haven't even seen monero yet <laughs> get ready awesome jeff i know you got you got to go you got to run yeah i gotta go so you guys okay. can continue on it's a great conversation but i have to thank go. you thanks i all really right. appreciate you thank coming you on thanks for giving us the time and uh, thanks for speaking the, the good word of Monero. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks. So, yeah. So what, what, what do you guys think on those on those uh, two or basically on that topic of uh, the, the, the idea that Bitcoin uh, is it potentially irresponsible to promote Bitcoin as this tool uh, for preserving liberty when it may uh, actually uh, do the opposite and, you know, be kind of a, a a wet dream for 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 censorship. Um, and yeah, I I definitely uh, I would actually have surveillance. Agree with okay. you. Oh, sorry, can you hear? Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. So I would definitely agree that um, that, yeah, I think it would be that if you promote Bitcoin as I mean, like kind of like what Jeff said, I do agree with him on some of those points about that. Yes, it would. It is definitely better uh, for monetary policy in the sense that like you're not having um, like bunch of uh, central bankers inflating uh, currency, um, Bitcoin does have that limited supply, so that is, that is a good thing there. But the surveillance aspect is, is a huge problem because there's so many blockchain analytics companies and governments all spying on our activities with Bitcoin now, and that's only going to get worse. And that uh, information is permanently stored on the blockchain forever, so there's basically everything you do is being recorded and watched and analyzed. Um, and that is a huge problem. So I think, yeah, it, it is actually irresponsible to promote Bitcoin as the solution. It's actually Monero, I think, is the solution, um, is what Bitcoin was trying to be. It's basically, I would say, it's almost like promoting using uh, a, a web or your internet or, or a web browser without uh, any encryption, like you're using HTTP. But once everyone realized that the NSA was spying everyone with Snowden's revelations, um, even before that, um, all the uh, websites started using Let's Encrypt, Let's Use HTTPS. So yeah, it is irresponsible to use um, <laughs> to use uh, no encryption on your internet, or even nowadays, even using uh, internet without a VPN can be uh, kind of risky in some cases. So um, yeah, basically, I think you know it's just going to become common sense. Like you don't go online um, uh, without uh, using like passwords or two-factor authentication. Monero is just basically going to become common sense. I think so. Yes, I do believe it is would be irresponsible to, to uh, not recommend Monero. Rafael, you want to chime in on that? Yeah, we even uh, we even take it to the extreme ex extent of saying that um, uh, coins that are optional in terms of privacy, like uh, Zcash, are irresponsible to recommend. And that's something we've been very adamant about. 
because as study has after study has shown, um, optional privacy is really no privacy. If, if anything, it's just yeah, it's 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 it, it it could be catastrophic as it happened with Zcash recently, right? That they they found uh, they found bugs within the the uh, the, uh, the zero knowledge proofs. Um, now. Even within Monero, I think it's important to echo what Fluffy, Fluffy Pony has said in the past. And he, you know, he said privacy within Monero is to be taken as secure in the present moment, right? And that's just to be paranoid and to be cautious as much as possible. But yeah, um, you we don't know what the future holds, right? Um, no one has a, a crystal ball. I am pretty, you know, I'm pretty confident in the Monero community of contributors, but at the same time. We, you don't know what the future holds. So privacy within Monero is to be understood as as within a spectrum where you're constantly trying to reach perfect privacy, but the privacy used at the present moment may not be the best privacy used in the future. So that's something to be taking. You know, in other words, um, you know, don't do anything illegal, right? Um, you know, really uh, know that it, privacy is good for now, it may not be good for the future. Yeah, that's that that is a that's a good honest point to make. Uh, I I got so wrapped up in the conversation, I I, I uh, we we glossed. I didn't get to uh, give the sponsorships, uh, so I just want to take the time to do that. So we're sponsored by Cake Wallet. I don't know if you guys use Cake Wallet. Uh, um, it is the iOS. Premier iOS wallet for Monero. We think on the show, so we, we're always recommending Cake Wallet. It's open source, uh, vetted by the community, supported by the community. Uh, they communicate very well with the community, and we're also sponsored by XMR.to. So I don't know if you guys are aware of that service, uh, but that's uh, a, a utility that the Monero community relies upon. Uh, it, it allows people to seamlessly transfer. Uh, between Monero and Bitcoin, uh, and that service is integrated into Cake Wallet, so it kind of all works nicely together. You could have your Monero stored on your Cake Wallet, and you can seamlessly spend your Monero anywhere where Bitcoin is accepted uh, by using XMR.to on Cake. Do you guys uh, do you guys use Cake Wallet? Yeah, yeah, I've used Cake Wallet, and you, also. Also, Monerujo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's another another great wallet. Uh, also, open source Android. Uh, Cake Wallet is also going to be coming out with an Android version as well. Um, and my Monero too is you know it's it's uh, it's a good wallet as well. They've uh, they're not as pure as Cake Wallet in terms of you know so so for a Monero purist. Who uh, wants to really make sure they're controlling their own keys? With my Monero, you do control your own keys, but you give up your view key essentially, um, so they can uh, potentially, you know, use that to to view your transactions. Uh, but it, it does that that sacrifice allows uh, kind of for more uh, a nicer user experience. But there there is kind of a sacrifice that's being made there. Um, Mr. X, do you have a, a Opinions there on Monero wallets? Um, yeah, actually, I don't really uh, have an iPhone, so I haven't really had the opportunity to use Cake Wallet. Um, but I have heard a lot of good things about it. I've, um, I've looked at it a little bit briefly, but not really got to use it myself. 
Um, uh, but I have used XMR.to, uh, so that has been helpful. Um, definitely appreciate their service. Yeah, I was I was surprised when Andreas said uh, that he didn't have a good experience using Monero wallets. Um, I think you know, a year ago, two years ago, that was a big problem. But today, it seems seems pretty good. It gets gets the job done. So. I don't really know what he was referring to there. What, do you, what What's your guys' opinion? Obviously, UX could always be better. User experience could always be better. What's your opinion there on the uh, current user experience in Monero? Um, well, yeah, I think that the um, he might have been referring to on Monobrujo that um, that you do have to, uh, like, if you, if you set the date, I think, when you sync the blockchain or as far as, like, the height, the block uh, height, mm -hmm. um, when, that you're syncing from, if you're trying to sync from all the way from the beginning, then, yeah, you're going to have to, wait a while for some of those blocks to sync. Um, and I think he mentioned that he was at a Bitcoin ATM or, or, he was, or something. He was trying to convert his uh, Monero or something. He had to wait uh, like 20 minutes for it to sync up. But, but things like that would only happen if you opened it a long time ago and haven't opened Maybe you, you, maybe you installed Monterujo months ago, haven't opened it since, and then you finally just open it and then you might have to wait a little bit for it to sync up. Um, so, but if you're installing it for the first time and making new keys, um, it should uh, sync from at that point in time, so you shouldn't have to wait a long time for uh, for it to uh, to show up if you're creating a new wallet. Um, Rafael, you have an opinion there? Um, I've used them all, and I I've had good experiences with all of them. So, yeah, I I, I like them. They're easy to use, and XMR.2 is is great. I you know what I I. Because I am a big blocker, I would love to see an XMR.2 BSV2 BCH. I think that would be great. I really doubt the Monero community would go for that because everyone's so BTC-oriented. But hey, that's I think that would be best because BTC sucks, man. <laughs> to use it on you know just retail, oh my gosh, dude, it's no way. I, I no, I, I wouldn't use BTC, but XMR2 BCH would be great. Yeah, I think I, I, I actually heard people talking about that on Reddit recently. I don't know if that was you, but I, yeah, I saw people uh, talking about that on Reddit recently, actually uh, proposing that. Yeah, I'm not active on Reddit, okay. so yeah, it, it wasn't me. I'm happy there's other people echoing what I'm saying. <laughs> Heck, even XMR to Litecoin would be great, you know? Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> XMR to like the slowest, most expensive blockchain, like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. That's like, come on, that's not a great user experience. You know, if, if BTC wants to keep on talking about being digital gold, then I, I you know, real digital gold, real digital gold, is, you know, we've already said this, is really Monero, you know, if you, if you want to get down to it, right? It has the, in terms of monetary properties, it's the one that's on point. Um, but yeah, if you want to use BTC as cash, it's, it's, I don't think it's a good user experience especially for people that are just new to the technology. Yep. Well, uh, I thought this was a great talk, guys. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Uh, it was great hearing all your insights. Uh, it's exciting to see you guys passionate about Monero. Um, you guys obviously have a lot of influence. Um, I think you have like what something like almost 300,000 followers or you, you guys have a lot of followers on there um, on, on Twitter and I guess how many people subscribe to the newsletter? Well, yeah, I'd rather the not say because I don't know, uh, and and it's best. Okay. 
Yeah, it, we, well, look, I mean, you, you guys thing, are inf main, influential. Yeah, go ahead. Well, well the, the main thing, the main thing for us, yeah, we rather not say, but the main thing for us is 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 to, um, you know, we, we try to be as affordable as possible. Why is that? Because people need to be educated, right? Uh, other financial newsletters are extremely expensive. They're in the at least three thousand dollar range. We're nowhere near that. We we're we only uh, three hundred. You know, packages range between 300, 500, and even less. So it's um, so yeah, we we make it very affordable because we know the importance of, of educating people, and and we're very adamant on on that aspect that you know we need to, you know, you're only as good as your next Byzantine general, right? As your next peer, you know, you're only as safe as your as safe as as much as the other person knows how to use the technology as well, right? So it's it's yeah, it's very important to to teach everyone, and and we and we take, um, we we try to teach people like uh, applied cryptography as much as possible. Not not you know this it, we we really try to give a, a well-rounded education because, um, as Edward Snowden revealed, where you know, it, you not only have the criminals and government, um, trying to exploit people you also have these companies exploiting people and you have your everyday uh criminal trying to exploit people so you know we we're at, we're at the point where everyone needs to learn how to use cryptography and monero um is the most um it, it's it's the, the ultimate manifestation of personal security it really is and you know we, we used to have projects like project byzantium retroshare a lot, of, a lot of great projects to communicate, projects that were, um, from, from a security perspective, even better than Facebook, you know, way better than Facebook and anything like that, obviously, right? But um, now we have a, a means where our incentives are aligned to continue producing a medium of exchange that is, that is, that is good for the individual, right? And, and honestly, like, humanity needs Monero. We need Monero. Monero is needed. It's not something that... It's not something that is 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 just a fad. It's literally a, a, like humanity is in crisis. We're we're in crisis mode right now. Like we need Monero, and and we we will have a surveillance coin. We know that governments will use a surveillance coin. And now me and Mr. X go back and forth as to like what the best surveillance coin would be for governments to adopt. I have my personal uh, who I what I think would be the best case scenario for humanity. And we know, you know, we know that there will be a, a surveillance coin, and definitely not Ripple, right? But you know, there will be a surveillance coin that will dominate. But uh, our hope is is that right behind it, everyone in the world uses some, if not Monero, something like it or better, right? So yeah, Monero at at this moment, in terms of securing personal privacy, and and in affirming the sovereignty of the individual, Monero is is, is where it's at. It really is. Mr. X, any uh, closing remarks there? Last comments on Monero? Um, I mean, I think Raphael said it pretty well. Um, yeah, the Monero is definitely, I believe, gives people the, their maximum amount of freedom, personal freedom, um, lets you uh, keep your, uh, your wealth or assets safe from uh, seizure and also from just people that are trying to, to see what you're up to or what you're spending in your funds on or how much you have. Um, yeah, just yeah, looking at Bitcoin is, is 
pretty scary how easy it is to find uh, if you're, let's say you just paid someone at a, at a, a vendor somewhere and uh, they can just look and see where the, your, uh, your Bitcoin came from or, or any other surveillance coin. Um, and they can see how much you have or what you're spending it on or, or maybe how much you're getting paid, things like that, or, uh, or if your business or your suppliers are and all those sort of things we've already kind of mentioned already. But yeah, I think uh, Monero, um, by default, the, the big thing about Monero is, is that it fixes it by default. So you don't have to have uh, people um, going through a bunch of hoops just to have their privacy. They just use Monero and it just works. So yeah, I definitely think Monero is, is, is uh, probably the greatest invention in the history of mankind and what a lot of people, like Dr. Daniel Kamen has said, what Bitcoin noobs think they bought. Um, so I think Monero is, uh, yeah, really is uh, the best, best thing we have here. So I think more people need to know about it, more people need to use it, more people need to spread, spread it around. So I think that's, uh, that's what I'd like to see happen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. It's a great show. Um... Really appreciate the uh, the conversation here. Thanks for all the great work you guys are doing at uh, Dollar Vigilante and Crypto Vigilante. And uh, yeah, I uh, hope we could uh, stay in touch. I know Raphael, we we already uh, we already do stay in touch. I hope to see you at a future Monero events, um, Mister X. Maybe I'll meet you. I guess I won't know who you are when I meet you, but uh, maybe that day will come as well. Um, and yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. It was really, it was a good time, man. Um, yeah, we'd love to come back whenever. Um, Monero is extremely important, like Mr. X says. And, and yeah, thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank Thanks, you. gentlemen. Thanks for putting this together. Talk to you. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao.